Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres, and this is the show before the show. And I'm Paige Wesley. And with us we have... Andrea Gazzetta! Yay! And we've got a great episode for you. It's all about anime and cults and a lot of me saying the wrong words, probably. <laughs> but before that, we got some more five-star reviews! This first review comes to us from... Fuck. This first review comes to us from Your Dad Part 2. Oh, oh uh, okay, so my dad did not think the first review went through and did not know exactly how to leave a review, so I do believe he entered two reviews? I don't think so. I what? think this is somebody pretending to be your dad. Well, what? Because the title is, I'm a reviewing boy. The return. No, that's that still sounds like my dad. <laughs> and they wrote it in the voice of Charles Manson. So yeah, 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 yeah. Your dad is the best. La reindo mi faso. That's how I get into it. By the way, it's your boy Charles Manson. I almost, <laughs> I almost had an aneurysm when you guys read my last review. Just wanted to say that Cold Podcast is the best podcast around. I love you guys so much. I'd kill for you. <laughs> Or for anyone, really. And then they put an emoji here, but I'm not sure what the emoji is, because emojis don't show up on iTunes. Remember he did that in the last one? Yeah, I think it's a spider. Anyways, thanks for being the best podcast a cult leader could ask for. Much love, Charles Manson and the Oily Boy Band. (laughs) Oh, God. This next one comes to us from Jaboro, and the title is Sad and Pathetic. Oh, great. My mom listens to you guys, and I feel that you should find another demographic. Peace out, broskies. P.S. You're awesome. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, second of all, if you're Jaboro's mom, punish them. Punish them hard. Take away their allowance. <laughs> I know that this person still lives with their mom because I've never noticed what podcast my mom listens to. Uh, fun fact, my parents only listen to this podcast. <laughs> that makes sense. My mom listens to quite a few different podcasts, but I don't know what any of them are. So anyway, keep leaving those five-star reviews, guys. We love you so much. We thank you every day, every second. We love you. Hello. Hello. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits. And as always, these these are are our opinions. opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us we have Andrea Gazzetta! Yay! And two quick corrections up top. First of all, if you are suffering vaginal dryness from an ongoing condition, please seek actual medical help. Lube is not a doctor. Sorry for any confusion. Secondly, hey, you folks, it's Dr. Lube. <laughs> it's. Seriously, the though. unfortunately t- named. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you, I don't have a medical degree. <laughs> oh, I thought you were a proctologist. That's what you told me. Oh. I'm going to prison. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what we're saying is if you have an actual condition that causes vaginal dryness and it's not. Or any other pain during sex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go see a doctor. Yeah. But think- like a real doctor, not one that's just going to like honk your boobs and say you're okay. <laughs> 
Honk, honk. I'm <laughs> Dr. Lube. Oh, no. I lost it. I lost Dr. Lube has been locked up for sexual assault. He's yeah. my primary care physician. I'm very upset. I have the worst fucking insurance. Um, anyways, secondly, uh, in the similar vein, if you have a, a very real medical uh, issue, go to an actual doctor. Don't settle for chakra puncture. Yeah. There you go. I think the, the largest, like, the overall themes of every podcast of ours are, like, seek someone with legitimate credentials <laughs> yeah, yeah. for anything. Ask questions. Get real help. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. This has been fun. Uh, <laughs> it's Armando's Weed. Yay! Yay! Hey, I'm back. It's the boy. It's the kid. And uh, today we're covering another cult that we've gotten a lot of requests for over the entire career of cult podcast. Career of cult podcast? Is that Run, the history? Extent? Stint? Relationship? Stint? Stint sounds stint? the best to me. Because a stint is like a prison sentence, and that's what this show feels like sometimes. <laughs> right now? When right I'm, now. When I'm I get so locked sorry. into watching 72 hours of anime, it feels like a stint. Oh, no, I'm just making hand motions because I'm getting into anime character. <laughs> <laughs> so following... <laughs> So following the Second World War, a massive market for New Age religions opened up in Japan. And some of these new religions were fairly innocuous, like the extrasensory perception Kagaku Kenkyojo, who you taught... You pronounced that perfectly. I did, <laughs> because I did write it phonetically. I'm sure one of our Japanese listeners, or, or our resident Japanese specialist listener, uh, is just going to be like, I think he just said pork fried rice, but... Yeah, that sounds about We should about get right. tattoos. <laughs> yeah, so like the, the Japanese uh, cult, extrasensory perception, extra pork, uh, who taught... <laughs> Scallion pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> Extrasensory perception, Kagaku Kenk Yojo, who taught their followers how to use the power of ESP to heal their loved ones. Oh. <laughs> oh watch out, crystals. <laughs> Psychics are coming for you. Straight Suck it, doctors. I cure people with my mind. <laughs> Seven times Stranger Things cured your cold. <laughs> I've got the power of God and anime on my side. <laughs> However, some of them were financially damaging to their followers, like Hono Hana, often referred to as the foot reading cult, because, <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, no. because their leader claimed that he could make a diagnosis by giving you a palm reading with a twist. <laughs> it was your foot. He was reading your foot. Is this... Is this Quentin Tarantino's, like, brother or, like... Did you know that Sylvester Stallone's mom used to have a service where she would tell your future based on a picture of your butt? Really? <laughs> you used to have to send her a pic because this is like kind of pre-internet a little bit. So you'd you have had to mail, <laughs> to mail her a picture of your butt, and then she would send you back her findings. Dude, you had Google to get it. It's real. Especially like if you're older. Hey, welcome to the post office. What are you buying stamps for today? I don't want to. I don't want. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. My ass. Uh, have you seen Rocky? Well, <laughs> it's been a rocky time in my life. Let oh. me tell you what. Well, unlike Sylvester Stallone's mom, the leader of Honohana was later convicted of the crime of fortune telling fraud. Wait, that's a real legal crime, and he was convicted of it. And why isn't everyone doing? How it? many cookies have been arrested? <laughs> <laughs> and some cults are lastingly damaging like arguably the most famous 
Om Shinrikyo. Truth. Mm. The death cult that went from manga to attempted mass murder. And let's not forget Little Pebble Doshiyukukai. At the same time as all of these other cults operated, another man was on his way to becoming Japan's L. Ron Hubbard. Today, I'm bringing you a story that has it all. A cult leader's autobiography, an assassination attempt, and literally a fuck ton of anime. Yes! yes. Also, he reads knees. <laughs> <laughs> He does. He does read knees. The thing is, you have to. He has an uh, uh, a middleman, so you have to send the knees to, to Sylvester Stallone's mom. <laughs> but close together, so they look like a butt. Yeah. Because she'll throw out anything that doesn't look like a butt. <laughs> Today we're covering Happy Science. Yay! So first of all, I want to get some sources out of the way. As you see, when we go through this, I'm kind of gonna dual storytell because one of our sources is about Master Ryuho Okawa by the Liberty Web, which sounds official until you look up the Liberty Web and find out it's a website owned by Happy Science. For a second, I thought you were gonna say that's printed on feet. <laughs> <laughs> is Happy uh, Science the precursor to Happy Feet, or what's Happy Feet? It's oh, the, the movie, movie about penguins. <laughs> that's their propaganda arm that's your propaganda leg how did you miss that <laughs> the second it came out of my mouth i saw the error and it was too late we also have the transformation of a recent japanese new religion by trevor astley <laughs> sylvester Stallone's mom's gonna have a great time with that one <laughs> the laws of the sun by ryuhu okawa happy science is the laziest cult by vice and the Japanese cult producing 20 plus years of anime by the pedantic romantic. That one's getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. I don't know if you want a spoiler alert, but they produce 20 plus years of anime. <laughs> That's how many tentacles anime. is that? They don't all have tentacles. <laughs> I like that you had to clarify that they don't Roughly all. 25. Not, not. Roughly 25 <laughs> tentacles. So we're going to start with Ryuho in his own words. Ryuho Okawa was born at 7 a.m. sharp. And I, I don't know, okay, I don't know why he specifically points out that he was born at 7 a.m. sharp, but the detail is included in literally every version of his autobiography. It's like the weirdest humble brag that I've ever heard of in my entire like, life. I was on time. <laughs> well, I was born at 7 a.m. so my mom could still have a full day. In a lot of like astrological, like if you oh, if you ascribe to astrological things, the your time, numerology chart. your numerology chart, like the time in which you were born might make you more lucky or predisposed to whatever so it might be part of that well if you're keeping track he was born at 7 a.m sharp on july 7th 1956 in tukushima prefecture japan from a very young age his family knew that he would be a brilliant genius who blazed his own path 420 blaze your own path <laughs> i was waiting for it i was just like if he doesn't say it i'm gonna <laughs> I think 420 blaze your own path is the f is I, the sweetest way to ever say what, smoke just down fish. a Dorito aisle. Come on now. <laughs> 420 blaze your own trail, and then it's just through the snack aisle. Yeah, it's just empty grocery stores where it's like, where are the pizza rolls? They're gone, man. Well, his father said that he would always aim for the top, and his aunt, who was a writer, described him as a man of effort when he was just a small boy. Which again weirdest fucking flex i've ever seen man yeah. of effort is literally just somebody going like well he tries 
I mean, I'd rather have somebody just aim for the bowl instead of the top, because the top <laughs> is going to be messy as hell, but okay. I also like that he said his aunt, who, and then, because this is taken directly from his own autobiography. So he said his aunt, who is a writer. Uh, not to name drop, but like my aunt is like a writer, so she's like <laughs> way better at things. She writes horoscopes. She told me I was born at 7 a.m. sharp. When Rayujo started elementary school, his teacher realized that he had the intelligence of a 20-year-old man, which is, as like, not great. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I just had a flashback to me at 20, and I was like, one time we drove 20 miles to get chicken and waffles. Yeah. At midnight. 20-year-old men are the stupidest people on earth. <laughs> and also, to be clear, he, he later in the biography, he, uh, he clears this up. He explains that what he meant by this was that he had an IQ of over 200. That's no. For reference, Stephen Hawking had an IQ of 160. Albert Einstein had one that was around 190. And according to Scientology, your boy hovering right around 50. Again, (laughs) 20-year-old men, not very smart. (laughs) That's such a low number. That's like like medically incapacitated. That's what I was saying. You should barely be able to breathe. (laughs) According to Scientology, their office in Portland in 2018, I believe... Like you're standing around drooling as you stare into the middle distance. That oh god! Oh, I do that man. all the time. Now that you say that, I do that a lot. Blaze your own path. Or <laughs> twenty. Yeah, dude. That makes so much more sense why I say that all the time. It's like I've been trained to do that. Anyway. <laughs> So, with his 20-year-old brain, which is essentially, I guess, just a brain that's done, like, several keg stands, uh, (laughs) Ryuho excelled in school and easily worked his way to the top of his class in elementary school. So, I don't know what that means. Like, you're the best at coloring inside the lines. I can count to (laughs) ten. You can count to ten? Yeah. Wait, no. Okay, off mic. Seriously, you can count to ten. Can you show me? Okay, just use your fingers. One, two, two, three. three... 420. 420. <laughs> this is where I get stuck every time. <laughs> okay, so sorry. Ryuho excelled in school and easily worked his way to the top of the class. But not only did he dominate in the classroom, he dominated in the bedroom. No, I'm hey, saying that would, he was that seven. Would, yeah, that would be terrible. No, Ryuho was also an avid sportsman and was the head of the tennis club. And as we've learned from last week, anyone who plays tennis has a horrible secret. <laughs> oh, how's his eye? But he's just one in a long line of tennis players that are hiding a deep, dark, terrible secret. True, they all true. Are. Venus and Serena? Yeah, there's yeah. actually four of them. <laughs> They keep them locked up in the basement and they suck the tennis through their veins. Is that why they're so good at tennis? Yeah, that's why they're so good. One of them married the president of Reddit. That's not even a bit. (laughs) That's real life. But mainly, Ryuho was driven by his two passions. His first passion was a passion for learning. Uh... Yeah, it sounds like he's horny for school. Like a fucking... (laughs) Because he calls it his passion. Also, do you want to hear the most sexual quote about learning that I've ever read? Oh, 100%. This is from his own actual autobiography. His yearning for wisdom was like an inexhaustible spring that was continuously gushing forth from deep within him. He studied day and night with a voracious appetite. 
That is the sexiest way I've ever heard somebody was a fucking nerd. It's so weird that it's in third person, too, because it's just like, Elmo learn, Elmo get hard. Like, that's what it is. (laughs) It's just so... It's the Kama Sutra for your brain. Uh, what is that? The dictionary? <laughs> Dick. But yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh. God, you guys are terrible. We're too white Why for this? Times? So after just completely dominating everyone in elementary school, he entered junior high with an average score of 100%. Okay. Wow. Let that sentence stick in. Because I read it three times. His He's says that his average score was 100%. That doesn't even matter. No. He graduated at the top of his class and was hailed as the smartest student in the school's history, if not the city's. Ooh. This is written in his autobiography. I'm not even fucking kidding you. Every time I go for a job interview, they're like, yo, but where did you place in grade school? (laughs) (laughs) That's fair, but where did you place in junior high? Oh my god. Because he gave his valedictorian speech at the inauguration. I don't know what those words mean, but it said it. It said it on a website, and I wrote them down, and they're in my brain now. very special. After graduating, the smartest kid in the entire city, which is him, he enrolled in the Faculty of Law program at Tokyo University, Japan's most prestigious university. I don't want to, I don't, okay, I don't want to malign Tokyo University. It legitimately is one of the most prestigious universities in Japan, and it's been voted one of the best colleges in the world so i'm not trying to talk shit on tokyo university to you however even though his passion for learning was fulfilled by doing things like reading over 1000 books by the time he was 20 he sounds like he's gonna graduate i'm a come loudly (laughs) (laughs) he also he read like he read over a thousand books but he's not counting over uh 2000 playboy magazines he read them just for the articles you guys no that book started out at 2000 pages but they're all stuck together (laughs) (laughs) learning No matter how many books he read, it wouldn't fulfill that other passion that drove him. His passion for learning his higher purpose. Okay, Johnny Five. Yeah, his other passion is just learning. So both of his passions are just learning. He wants to be book smart and Jesus smart. (laughs) Jesus smart is just street smart for lame people, by the way. So instead of cutting holes out of books for storage, he's... (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) I knew where you were going with it, but it was a long trip to him it's fucking a book. It's yeah. too far. That, that was a thousand books worth of <laughs> trip to get there. Also, 420 blazing it is my higher purpose. Hey. Hey. Higher purpose. Hey. hey. But Ho knew a revelation was imminent. And as he predicted, on March 23rd, 1981, a little after 2 o'clock in the afternoon, because again, he's very specific on times, Ryuho was sitting in the warm spring sunshine and reflecting on his life. And then, in his own words, suddenly, I sensed an invisible presence and almost simultaneously understood the intuition that whatever it was wished to communicate with me. I ran to get a pencil and some blank cards. On card... After card, it wrote the words, good news. I realized then that I had just experienced a sort of religious awakening. Schizophrenia? Or he just wrote the first song of Wicked. (laughs) Good news! (laughs) And at the age of 24, Ryuho Okawa 
had attained great enlightenment. <gasps> wow, that easy? Yeah. Here How'd is... you get enlightenment? I just bought these three by five cards and sat in the park. Good news, everyone. <laughs> I'm enlightened. <laughs> Good news, everyone. Bad news. <laughs> So, you guys want to hear Ryuho's actual childhood? Yes. yes. All right. Ryuho was actually born Nakagawa Takashi. Uh, the rest of his birthday information is correct. He was born on July 7, 1956. Uh, he was born in... At 7 a.m.? I, I mean, oh, I don't know. Thank I don't, God. I don't like, if we had gotten that wrong. Yeah. Although, one thing he seemed to purposefully leave out was that he was not an only child. Whoa. Ryuho was born the second son in the Nakagawa family, four years after his brother, Nakagama Tsutomu. Their father, Mr. Nakagawa, was very strict and hammered ambition into his sons from a very early age, and he always told both of them to aim for the top. But early on, Ryuho struggled in school. He had low marks through most of elementary school and was even more embarrassed when compared to his far more successful older brother. In an attempt to give his sons an extra edge, Mr. Nakagawa gave his sons extracurricular lectures in topics like the Bible, Zen Buddhism, and Marxist thought. Ryuho loved his father's lessons and made it his dream to become a scholar or a figure worth his own dad's admiration and respect. Oh, now this got sad. Oh, this gets really sad. I want to be very clear that something that I didn't really go into is there is a line in the autobiography. He puts in a line that goes, uh, and Ryuho was very much loved and respected and trusted by his parents. And it was like, oh, buddy, Mm -hmm. he's very clear in his autobiography about how proud of him his parents are. Oh, yeah. Just like I was really clear in my vampire fiction about like how buff the vampire was. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> as buff as that vampire was, was as disappointing as this son was. Yeah, fantasies, yo. Because of his poor grades, Mr. Nakagawa spent more time focusing on his more successful son. And very upset at his own mediocrity, Ryuho devoted himself to his studies and would stay up late into the night every single night trying to improve his grades. And I'll give him credit where credit is due, he did reach the top of his class. But it's worth noting, however, that he wasn't the top student in his class. He was just considered as part of the group that was, quote-unquote, the top of the class. Because as you're starting to notice, no doubt, every single lie is based in a truth. Yeah. He also... (laughs) He... He was not the avid sportsman that he painted himself as, either. As a child who decided to uh, dedicate himself purely to trying to be a better student, he rarely got outside, and he was known to have a very unhealthy diet. And at one point, he measured in as weighing 132 pounds while being four foot six. Ooh. For reference, at about four foot six as a child, your weight should roughly be around 70-ish pounds. He weighed mm, almost double what he was supposed to weigh. I'm pretty sure I weighed way more than 76 pounds at that height. But, I mean, the thing is... is he, was I, a, he was a thick boy. He was a thick boy. Just more to love. After graduating junior high, Ryuho left... F- for Tokyo to take the entrance exam at the very actually prestigious Tokyo University, except on his first attempt at the exam, he failed. And this failure haunted him well into his early 20s. And he waited an entire year 
to even try again. After a, after studying for a year, and no shit, considering a career as a sumo wrestler. Fun times. But he did not... The only reason he did not become a sumo wrestler that I can find is because to become a sumo wrestler, there was a physical exam, and he failed that, too. Yeah, you still have to be really strong. Yeah, 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 yeah you even do. Even though you're big. He was so unhealthy that he couldn't even be a sumo wrestler, which is the thing that people used to taunt him. They were like, you're so big, you should be a sumo wrestler. And he was like, fine, maybe I'll do it. And then he failed at that. Poor guy. Yeah. After that, he was able to pass his exam, and he enrolled in Tokyo University. However, it wasn't through the Faculty of Law program. He slipped into college through their liberal arts division. Hey, that's yeah. how a lot of us get to college. Yeah. You know what major wasn't impacted at the fancy schools I went to? Art, history, and film. You're welcome. <laughs> What did you get? You went to an art school. I went to a specifically art school. You had to have a pretty strong portfolio to get in. But before that, I was going to study architecture at Iowa State University. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But I had good grades, so it wouldn't have mattered. I got uh, declined from Miracosta Community College. <laughs> so that's... God, uh, is Scientology right about me? Maybe, maybe. So Ryuho's college days were not much better than his junior high days. He modeled his routine after that of the philosopher Immanuel Kant. Uh, I don't know if you've ever met dudes who are way too into Kant and philosophy in general. They're the most annoying people. Did I not just mention I went to college? Oh, that's true. In the liberal (laughs) arts division. Yeah, they're, they're the most annoying. And this is a guy who modeled his entire life after this person without really understanding the writing of this person. This is always the thing. I find this with comics who are really into Doug Stanhope but yeah. don't actually understand Doug Stanhope. Or uh, guys, on, when I used to online date, I would constantly run into guys that were super into Bukowski, yeah. but totally did not understand Bukowski. These are uh, people who idolize Hemingway yes. without really fully under- understanding. Without understanding what a nightmare Hemingway was. Yes. Well, the, yeah, it's people that want a free license to be a shithead. Yes. But they don't understand that they're making a larger point about the self-destructiveness of that yes. lifestyle yeah. or what have you. And so that's kind of the lifestyle that he lived But, I mean, albeit a little bit better, at 3 p.m., he would walk for an hour while composing poetry. Oh, great. Do you have Every single day. Please tell me you have some poetry. Oh, I can't find any of it. And if I did, I would not be able to read any of it because it's super in Japanese. (laughs) If you speak Japanese and you can find this poetry... Please translate it. If you it speak Japanese, hit us up in our email, cultpodcastshow uh, at, at gmail.com. There's at least one listener that speaks Japanese. Oh, definitely. She's posted it a couple times. If she or they or anyone who speaks Japanese can hit us up, I can show you some links to both some books and some poetry that I would love to get a translation on. Ten bucks says they're haikus. Oh, yeah, fucking probably. This guy was kind of a dick. Haiku. Oh, <laughs> shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Way to blaze your own path, dude. All right. After that, at 5 p.m., he would... He what, would is with what is he keeping a day planner of being an asshole? Yes. At go? 5 p.m., he would visit a bathhouse. Sex oh, with him must be whoa. Where he would spend an hour reflecting upon his own life. Jerking it. Yeah, that's what I took it to mean, too. 
That is literally the that, most. I mean, even if it's not literal, it is the most like metaphorical masturbatory yeah. shit. I'm yeah. gonna go to a bathhouse and reflect on my life. He's 20. He's a 20 year old boy. But in um, fairness, I would say that the most masturbatory thing that he's talked about yet is writing poetry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. On the way home, after the bathhouse, he would stop for a cheap meal and buy two books. This is two books every single day, by the way. Was he made of money? I Apparently, when you're buying cheap meals, you can afford cheap books. <laughs> I'm just going to drink this ketchup soup. <laughs> I'm going to spend all my money on books. <laughs> and from 8.30 until 9 p.m., he would drink tea and read Half philosophy. Half an hour. This is everyone that I hated in college. You know who this is? This is who... Uh, they make fun of in Goodwill Hunting when they're in the bar scene. The guy with the, oh yeah, that's who they're making. This is, this is exactly that guy. who this is. But like, it, it's that guy, but he's a little sumo wrestler. He's just a yeah. four foot six <laughs> sumo wrestler, still wearing the diaper out in public. Because yeah, don't give up on your dreams. Yeah, he also, yeah, he just. And I mean, also, he just got back from a bathhouse. Of course, he does. Yeah, more time for reading books if you don't have to go to the bathroom. Exactly. <laughs> he also spent his entire first year. Writing loads and loads <laughs> of love letters ropes to female and students. Ropes of poetry. <laughs> especially in the bathhouse. Uh, he also wrote loads and loads of love letters to female students who did not appreciate his advances. <laughs> so just imagine this. There's just a tiny little sumo wrestler walking around trying to spit game with this bullshit poetry. Just being like, roses are red. Violets are blue. I read a thousand books. Can I please fuck? you can i can i please have you read emmanuel kind can i please fuck you please can i please i'm in liberal arts can i please all right so after two years in the liberal arts division ryuho decided to major in politics great and through politics he again he slipped into the faculty of law program haha ha. Uh, he so did he, do that he's one of those dudes that reads the fountainhead or atlas shrugged and doesn't understand it oh, oh definitely a very quick focus on doesn't understand it because he was in the faculty of law program obviously tracking to like law school right mm-hmm. but he him and kim kardashian both <laughs> That was good. Wait, that was good. It, Kim Kardashian's in the faculty of law program? She's studying to be a lawyer right now. Bitch, what? Yeah. Hey, if she passes the bar, I say if she passes the bar, let her do it. A Kardashian lawyer? I'll never believe it. <laughs> Who's ever heard of such a thing? <laughs> a Kardashian lawyer? Now, that's something that gets somebody famous. It's, it's and their a- whole family, really. <laughs> It's in her blood all over those steps. Um, <laughs> oh, my I'm God. I'm sorry. That was so horrible. Oh, my fucking God. Um, but no, seriously, if she passes the bar, I think yeah, you know, good she, for her. she earned it. Good for her. She's smart. But you know who didn't pass the bar? <laughs> Ryuho, because he failed both the judicial exam and the examination for higher level so- civil servants. Basically, every single program he was in, he flunked out of. His third year of college, instead of doing a third year, he just took a year off and kept writing poetry. I'm going to find myself. (laughs) (laughs) I think this, I honestly, like, I I, I don't know when he lost the weight, but I think it was in his third year. Legitimately, Uh... I think that's when he was like, I'm going to take a year. I'm going to be the best I can be. I'm going to come back and I'm going to fuck. I'm going to fuck so hard. And then he failed all those tests. Mm. So because his grades weren't good enough to enroll into a graduate school, he had failed out of the faculty of law program and he was in his final year of college. He realized he had no other options open to him and that he would have to find himself a job before he graduated 
created in the spring. As the world's foremost sumo wrestler porn star. <laughs> Honestly, oh fuck! Now I gotta look it up. Is sumo wrestler porn a of thing? Of course, of course, oh, sumo wrestler better be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, these are sumo wrestlers fucking other sumo wrestlers. Whoa! What? Yes, men, all yeah. men. Yeah, there was one with women. Interesting. Yeah, I don't want to see that. Bookmark. Yeah, we're watching that after. Join I don't, the Facebook group. I don't, wanna, no, I don't like this. I always uh, want to just tape our reactions to it. Oh, God. So Ryuho took a job at a trading company called Toman. He was assigned to the foreign exchange department at the head office in Tokyo in the spring of 1981 at the age of 25, which is uh, about a year after he claims to have reached great enlightenment in his own autobiography. And in the years since he had reached enlightenment, Ryuho claimed that he was communicating with all kinds of powerful spirits. The spirit who had come to him and told him to write down good news... Good news, everyone! It was the spirit of uh, Matt Lauer's career. <laughs> I, it was, I thought for sure you were going to say, like, Professor Farnsworth. No, that would have been much uh, simpler, but instead yeah. I was, uh, fuck you, Matt Lauer. Anyway. It wasn't the spirit of Mormons? <laughs> have you heard the good news? So he said it was Saint Nico, a follower of the famous Buddhist priest Nichiren. And the only reason that St. Nico stopped talking to Ryuho was because Nichiren himself had begun talking to him instead. So this is something that we're going to see more and more. Every time he, like, bumps the spirit up one celebrity level, he's like, Alright, so I stopped talking to that last dude because now I'm talking to Confucius? (laughs) You guys buying it? You buying it? Yeah? Alright, well Confucius left and now I'm talking to... Moses? You guys still on board? Yeah? Cool. And then he would do that. He, he, he went from Confucius to Moses to Nostradamus, eventually being able to contact the spirit of Jesus Christ himself. Oh. So he is an open mic comic at the comedy store trying to talk to Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's who he is. It's like he like bumps his way up. He's like, ah, can I talk to, can I talk I to? I opened for Sarah Silverman. Just kidding. I was on the beginning of the show, but also John Mulaney. <laughs> well, we're best friends because we took a picture together. Yeah. Hey, posted you guys didn't it on hear? Instagram. Ryuho opened for Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> He's Jesus Christ opener. So two of Ryuho's friends, who would become his earliest followers, helped him record the conversations that he had with spirits on a tape deck. Wait, what? Yeah, so he would have conversations as himself, and then the voices would respond through him, probably doing a funny voice. <laughs> And then they would record that on a tape deck, and their plan was, dude, we gotta fucking write this down sometime, dude. Bro, this you, one oh, man- I'm telling you, man, that shit of you talking to Jesus, is gonna be gold, baby. He's the most annoying part of a one-man show. Yes. <laughs> this is terrible. I was picturing, like, Ghost Hunters, where it would be like, Knock twice if I'm the best. And then he's just like knocking under the table. Jesus said I'm the best. Yeah, he's apparently, he's like, he's having full on conversations and they're recording them on a tape deck. Uh, (laughs) The plan eventually, like I said, was to publish these conversations and tell the world of Ryuho's amazing powers. Dude, I accidentally taped over White Snake. (laughs) Oh, it's okay. I could get him again. <laughs> oh wait, wait, yeah, yeah. No, dude, 
<laughs> just wait for them to die, dude, and then I'll get them. I'll get. It's fine, dude. Don't worry about it. Dude, <laughs> was taking spiritual advice from White State. The plan would have to wait, however, because in August of 1982, Ryuho Okawa was transferred to the New York branch of Toman, located on the 40th floor of the First World Trade Center. Ooh. Yeah, funny throwback. This? this was in 1982. Fun fact, uh, he gave an interview where he recalled if he had shown up for work just one hour and 18 years later, he would have <laughs> he would have been there. Him and Steve ran. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For those of you that don't know, just real quick, because I do plan on leaving that in. Steve Renazizi from the League of League Fame lied what? about being in, uh, possibly being in 9/11. Right. 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 Yeah. And now again, credit is where credit is due. By all accounts, he was pretty good at his job. He did do a good job. There's no bit coming. He did a good job. For the most part. He tried. He worked really hard. Yeah, he was a man of great effort, like his auntie said. The writer? <laughs> was she a writer? Yeah, she was a writer. Wow. You didn't know that's that? That's so amazing. That's why it was so amazing that she said that. Yeah, that's so great. Chain uh, K. Rowling? Later she tweeted that he was gay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He's also, he's got the brain of a 20-year-old, so of course he fits right in in Wall Street. You know what I mean? He's uh, just got yeah, that 20-year-old yeah, yeah. brain. He's like, where's a hooker that I can do blow out of her butt? <laughs> It is the 80s. Yeah. Uh, and by all accounts, he's pretty good at his job. And within a few months in New York, he was offered a promotion. Ooh. Two for one on shoes. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you ask Ryuho, he'll tell you that his work was so highly appreciated, it earned him the unprecedented offer of becoming a resident officer. However... With an egolessness unusual for a trader, he gave the offer to another employee and returned to Japan to follow his own path. <gasps> if you talk to co-workers and former employers, it's because while he was taking a course in international finance at New York University, a requirement for his promotion, he became upset and felt inferior to a Taiwanese woman in his class who, quote, though Asian like me spoke fluent English, end quote, so he stopped going to classes and eventually was withdrawn from candidacy. Ooh. He just had such a big infer inferiority complex that he just saw another Asian and was like, how you doing? And then she responded in perfect English and he was like, fuck this shit then. <laughs> oh, I'm no. done. He returned to Tokyo after only spending a year in New York and was taken off the International Finance Division and transferred to the city of Nagoya. He and his friends began to transcribe those tapes of Ryuho's conversations with spirits. <laughs> this one's just us jamming out to fish. <laughs> <laughs> you can still hear a little bit of that white snake in the background, though. It's pretty good, dude. They were still talking to me, and they hadn't really moved out yet. On August 15th, 1985, Ryuho Okawa published his first book entitled Nichiren Shonen no Rijin, or translated into English, Nichiren Saints spiritual words which details the story of how a young ryuho went from being the best child to the best employee to a man who can talk to spirits it also outlined the important messages that the spirits told him to share with the world over the next year ryuho began releasing more books that followed the same format a new very powerful very famous spirit would come to him and he would have a conversation with them he and his friends would record that conversation and then they would transcribe it into a book and publish it 
by 1986 alone, which is only just one year after the first book, Ryuho had released his conversations with the most famous Japanese Buddhist monk, Kukai, the Shinto sun goddess Amaterasu Omikami, the philosopher Socrates, and the big bad boy himself, Jesus the Rock Christ. <laughs> okay, John Grisham, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> this whole thing sounds like someone asked him that question. Was like, so like, if you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, and he's like. I can. And then he yeah. wrote books about it. They were like, if you could have uh, dinner with three people, dead or alive, and he was like, uh, a woman. <laughs> End of list. Preferably alive. Did they get my poetry? <laughs> and all this writing was starting to interfere with his work because of fucking course it is because he's just sitting around with his buddies being like. <laughs> and then Freddie Mercury said. <laughs> oh, dude. We'll get into it later. Wait, what? Homeboy had a conversation with Freddie Mercury. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I was just guessing because that's who I'd want to talk to. He apparently did too. Uh, All this writing was starting to interfere with his work, but he was able to get away with that because one of his early devoted followers and the the friend that owned the tape recorder was his (laughs) fucking boss. Oh, no. Bro. But eventually, a fish grows too big for its tank, and advised by various high spirits, Ryuho left his job at Toman in July of 1986, just two months after his 30th birthday. Wow. In October of 1986, Ryuho Okawa founded Kofuku no Kyaku, which translates to the science of happiness. His goal was to combine his two passions and help fulfill his divine mission to secure salvation for all humankind. Now that he was free to fully concentrate on relaying messages from the spirit world, Ryuho was able to call on spirits with increasing frequency. And over the next four years, he published an enormous number of spiritual messages which were just transcribed conversations that he quote-unquote, had with quote-unquote spirits. Great. Now, we're going to enter into the first speculation zone that I've done in kind of a while. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we wouldn't be covering Ryuho if he didn't have a sizable following. So he was able to amass a small but powerful group of devotees early that would basically just kind of expand even into present day. But how was he able to do it? I think it was the books. (laughs) Because if you were a Buddhist, bam, he's having conversations with the late great Buddhist priest Nichiren. If you're a Christian, bam, he's chatting it up with Jesus the Rock Christ. I'm also, I'm just calling Jesus the Rock now. That's my new thing. I like it. It's because he moved the rock. Well, he didn't move it. He, it moved after three days, right? I mean, I guess he facilitated the movement of the rock. Yeah, probably. before it moved, he went past the rock, and then they moved it, and then Jesus the rock Christ. Anyway. Solid as a rock. And in between each new release, he's also dropping books that detail his thoughts on philosophy, on religion, on moral issues. And the more, the bo- the more books he writes on other subjects, the more his views seep into his spiritual messages, which are those interviews with other people. And these books are still coming out to this day. Who's he talking to now? Oh, Ryuho Okawa has written such great hits as Nelson Mandela's Last Message to the World. Oh, God. Steve Jobs returns with his secrets. Oh, my God. Spiritual interview with Bruce Lee, (laughs) The Return of the Dragon. Oh, my God, yes. The genius of Ichiro 
and the secret of his 4,000 hits, referring to Ichiro Suzuki, the former outfielder for the Seattle Mariners, who is still alive. That's what I was going to say. I was like, I thought Ichiro was still yeah, alive. I only say former outfielder because he literally just retired 22 days ago. <laughs> oh, my God. This How? book was written years ago, by the way. <laughs> because that's this other thing is that after a while, he ran out of cool dead people. He did Margaret Thatcher. He did Saddam Hussein. I just, like, I don't know how the families of these people or the still alive people are not like, hey, dude. No, you can't just write a book about saying that you, you can write a book about, about dead anything. spirit. But isn't there some type of like weird like parody law, baby? Yeah, really. You would have yeah. to classify it as fiction, I think. I think he does. He also wrote a book called A New Message from Barack Obama, interviewing the guardian spirit of the president of the United States. Because he starts doing this thing after a while, where if somebody's still alive... He interviews the spirit that talks to them? Yes. Oh, God. And my personal favorite, Ryuho Okawa's spiritual messages from the guardian spirit of Ryuho Okawa. No, shut up. He just has a conversation (laughs) with his own guardian spirit. Hey, me. How's it going? Pretty good, me. How are you doing? And in 1991, they started producing anime with Kyoto Animation, which is apparently a famous animation studio. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be perfectly clear. My level of anime fandom kind of caps out at like One Punch Man, um, maybe like High School of the Dead. Like, I don't really watch anime all that much, so I don't know. But when I was looking this up... I watched this guy who was super into anime being like, yeah, Kyoto Animation, the makers of this, this, and this. Isn't that crazy? And I was like, I guess, man, probably. So their first animation was a video for uh, Happy Science, which was called What is Happiness? And I watched this 15-minute video. Is it just jet skis? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) So I watched this 15-minute video to, to glean the plot off of it. And uh, the plot of the video is as follows. Alto, the name of the boy, the main character, is on his way home from school when he meets an angel who tells him the secret of happiness. Essentially, she asks him, when are you happy? And he's like, when somebody does something nice for me or when somebody says something funny. And she's like, so what are you going to just wait till somebody says something funny to be happy? Why aren't you happy now? And being happy will cause more happiness for you later. Get off my back, bitch. <laughs> and so eventually, because she's an angel, they're floating on a cloud and he falls off the cloud and falls into a dark eternal pit with nothing but very creepy mirrors of his own image. The sunken place. And he realizes there's no way to get out until he starts smiling. And because he starts smiling and being happy, he allows the spirit to enter his body and talk to him. And once she helps him out, he realizes that all he has to do is be happy and he can make everything better for himself. So on his way home, he smiles at like two random ladies and tells them to smile. Real creepy shit. Yeah, it's the sure 19. 19- they love that shit. Yeah, so he it's a little boy. Little boy just walking around being like, hey, hey lady, smile. Except he doesn't sound like that. He sounds much more cheerful. But uh, he smiles and changes these people's day. And then he gets home from school. 
and tells his mom, like, I'm just going to be happy now, and I'm going to do much better in school because I want to try and I want to be better. And then the mom gets a call from the dad, and the dad's just like, what's going on? And the mom's like, well, her son's really happy, and he wants to do better in school. And the dad goes, well, I'm not going to be outdone by the son. i got to stay late for work. What? And then hangs up, and the mom goes, well, your dad's going to be late. Better start on dinner right away. And she's happy. And the son, Alto, the main character, realizes that because he's happy and he's doing better in school, it'll push his dad to want to be better than his son so he'll work harder in his company which will make the company more money so they'll pay his dad a bigger salary and then his mom can do shopping more because that's the mom's entire drive in this movie yeah she be shopping women be shopping uh it is a that is a proven fact of the 90s happy science (laughs) proved it they have an entire thesis on it because the mom will have more money to spend she'll go grocery shopping more and she'll buy more fish and produce and the grocers who have the produce will be happy because somebody's buying it and by just being happy he sets off a chain that causes the whole world to be happy and share a coke i think i'll watch the coke ad at the end i I think i'll just stick with totoro yeah Yeah, it's much better the interesting thing to note is that the animation style for this video and every subsequent video that they make afterwards is really good the (laughs) writing not great the animation really fucking great Hmm. and all of them all of the animation that they make later it kind of also expands on this thought of spirits can come into your body but sometimes they're bad spirits yeah possession and to fight them you have to be happy and that that the one who is the most happiest, the happiest man, he can uh, dance off. Yeah, I was going to say the best dancer. Uh-huh. He can dance off these uh, evil spirits and basically free you from the evil spirits. That is, in an essence, the belief of happy science. If wow. you're happy, it begets more happiness. And once you're happy and causing more happiness, you can allow yourself to take in more and then once you take in more and supplement it with the uh, doctrine of his writing, so his books on philosophy, moral issues, and his interviews with famous dead people, then you can uh, basically fill yourself up and become enlightened. So, to paraphrase, if you're happy and you know it, talk to the dead. If you're happy and you know it, talk to the dead. White snake. If you're happy and you know it, Freddie Mercury will show it. If you're happy and you know it, talk to the dead. So he currently, like I mentioned earlier, still has a website called the Liberty Web, where instead of writing as many books as he writes, because he, like I said, now he's kind of just like writing about how terrible China is and how America is fucked and how all of, all of Korea, not just North, North Korea, but South Korea too, is just like, fuck them, fuck all Korea. Fuck your kimchi. Fuck it all. And so he, he's writing shit like that now. So he does more of the, um, the interviews, the spiritual messages, as he calls them, okay. basically as blog posts. Oh, no. And so he wrote one that essentially said he contacted Freddie Mercury 
Uh, and Leave re- Freddy alone. The reason he contacted him is he contacted him two months after the movie Bohemian Rhapsody came out. Oh no! Oh god! And he contacted Freddie Mercury to be like, "Hey, Freddie, how you doing?" And Freddie Mercury was like, eh, "It's all right. I can't go into heaven because I'm super gay." And he was like, oh, you're not allowed into heaven? And Freddie Mercury was like, no, they said that I did a lot of good because I made a lot of people happy, but I'm also super gay. And so then their their official opinion is essentially what boils down to like, look, man, we got no problem with being gay. But if you can't have kids, that's evil. And that's an evilness that can't be forgiven. And if you're a famous person, you shouldn't be promoting those evils to the world. Therefore, eh, don't be gay. That was the other thing is he was very clear. He was like, it's not in hell. He's just, you know. St. Peter's just like a real hard ass as a bouncer. Yeah. In so many ways. <laughs> Bounce that hard ass on Freddie Mercury's dick. Ayo, hey. show me that fan fiction. Show me St. Peter's no, fucking no. Freddie Mercury. I cannot go sign on this. I want it. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the first episode of Happy Science. Yay! I want to be perfectly clear with you. The level of... um, The level of propaganda that they put out just gets better and better and better production-wise as time goes on. And recently, while I was looking for his first book, which is called Nichiren Shonen no... Rijin, or Nichiren Saint Spiritual Words, I could only find a version of it in Japanese. And once I found a seller of it, I was looking at the reviews, and I translated everything into English, and I found somebody saying, I saw the movie, I love the movie, I wanted to see what the book was all about. What? And I was like, what? And so I found out in 2018... Happy Science paid for and released a movie whose name translates to Farewell Youth, Sad Youth. And it is the story of a young man, Mr. Okawa, who is a brilliant student, and then a brilliant junior high student, and then a brilliant employee. But there's only one thing wrong. He can talk to spirits. Yeah. <laughs> and so the story is a love story. Uh, about a man who is just him. By the way, the entire first half of this podcast where it's about his early life and becoming greatly enlightened, it's just that in a live-action movie. And they use... uh, One of the most interesting things is they use a very famous actress (gasps) from Japan. And the reason it was so important was because it's her first movie since she declared that she was retiring from acting. And the reason that she declared she was retiring from acting is because she wanted to focus all of her time devoting herself to her religion. Happy science? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. And until the year 2018, people thought she was dead. Until she came out with a public appearance on national TV singing a song whose lyrics were in favor of happy science. Wow. Yeah, this the 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 actress that I'm talking about by the way, yeah. I uh, I tried to see like if she was any in any famous movies. Mm-hmm. Um the most famous movie that I could see was she was in a movie called Hentai Hentai Cayman. 
Oh no! Oh, Hentai no. Kamen, which uh, which translates to pervert mask, which is about a superhero who is a super pervert. Do you want me to hear really quick? Yeah, let I me do want to see it. Let me just read to you the plot, uh, a little bit of the plot from Hentai Kamen. After surviving his battle against Tameo Ogain, the lead character is now in college with Aiko. However, things haven't been easy. Although he promised Aiko to stop being Pervert Mask, he always used Aiko's panties to help him transform into Pervert Mask to stop crime. What? He lost his pizza delivery job after running late to defeat a duo of bank robbers. In a conversation in the campus cafeteria, Aiko told the main character that that although she thinks Pervert Mask's actions are good, and she actually likes the heroics, she can't stand his perverseness, and she prefers him to be normal. Just as the main character decided to retire as pervert mask all the girls in his class have their panties go missing okay i'm not gonna read the whole thing because it's really long but one of the one of the lines in like three paragraphs down is mr vacuum has the ability to selectively suck use panties right off any woman and keep it in his backpack why what is this? This is so strange. <laughs> this movie came out May 14th, 2016. It's got a runtime of 118 minutes. Uh, it is the the sequel to Pervert Mask, by the way. So we're going to watch these, right? Oh, fuck yeah. I bought them already. <laughs> it sounds like a 12-year-old boy wrote yeah. what he thought was a porn. Yeah. Like, he's like, I don't know, he steals panties, right? Wow, yeah. 66% of users on Google like this movie. Not 69? It's got a 6 out of 10 <laughs> on IMDb. That's not terrible. That's so yeah, that's been our episode. That's episode one. You know what? You know who I would communicate with if I could talk to spirits? Who? Talk to the spirits of all those trees that have died. <laughs> Listen, guys, our national forests, they're... I don't uh, know if you guys know, but we speak for the trees. <laughs> I am the Lorax, and this is Happy Seuss. Like happy science, but with Dr. Seuss. Anyway, Open Skies Trading Company. <laughs> Open Skies Trading Company is a great company that has shirts, posters, dog collars, all types of stuff. And every purchase that you make, they will donate one dollar to the National Parks Foundation, which is in charge of helping out our national parks. You can find their stuff online at openskiestrading.com or on Instagram and Facebook at Open Skies Trading Co. That's Open Skies Trading C O. And remember. It can always be a people caller if you try hard enough. Yeah. Not if you're four foot six and 136 pounds, I think. I mean, it depends. I got into some weird shit. Mm. Uh, if you want to send me your favorite anime, I might watch it. <gasps> yeah. I might watch I want to be clear. Hentai Mask, by the way, you're thinking this is an anime, right? Live action movie. I know. No, I know it's live action, and that's what makes me excited. Oh, yeah. It's... Uh, really weird and i really can't wait to watch it Great. if you want to send me your weirdest uh, anime or live action japanese movie definitely do it you can do so on twitter or instagram at mondo does stuff that's m-a-n-d-o does stuff um if you talk to freddie mercury and he has any messages for me you can refer those to at page wesley on twitter or at rampage wesley on instagram i talked to freddie mercury and it turns out he is in hell uh he told me that he shot a man Put a gun right to his head. Pulled the trigger. And now, now he's, he's dead. dead. If you want to send me. Kept calling me mama though. It was really weird. <laughs> like, dude, do you need glasses? If you want to send me your religious fan fiction or. Oh, <laughs> I'm joking. Please don't do that. Oh, God. Or any Pokemon 
uh, that you have laying around is fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, you can do all those things at Sundress Comic. And also, if you live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and you want to see Armando and I judge a roast battle, and then Armando do a bunch of stand-up, you should come to Insult and Battery in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's such a it's good name on, for a roast battle. It's really good. This it, Friday, It's yeah? this Friday. Uh, it starts, I think, at 6 p.m., uh, but follow our Instagram for all the details. Yeah. We'll invite you on Facebook. We'll Just put the hit us post up. in uh, Facebook and Instagram, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're in Los Angeles right around the same time, May 14th, I will be at the Comedy Store roast battling Doug Fager. It'll be awesome. Yeah. And if you like our show, you should follow us on social media. You can do so on Instagram at Cult Podcast. Or on Twitter at Cult Podcast Show. You can also send us an email and tell us about a cool cult like Happy Science or Universal Medicine. That's how we heard about both of these groups. Mm -hmm. You can send those to Cult Podcast Show at gmail.com. Or if you want to send us dvds of anime your panties send us your panties so we can no. sell them on the black market <laughs> you can send those to 3756 west avenue 40 sweet k number 237 like, like the, the shining los angeles california 90065 you can find all of that and more including including cult podcast the mentai uh on our website <laughs> which is cultpodcastshow.com guys i changed the website look at it it's got us and a lot of tentacles <laughs> where did you have time to draw all this <laughs> i should have been researching for the next one <laughs> <laughs> i'm definitely gonna check that out oh there's nothing there is oh, i should have been right. clear well, about that all right that would have been great that's a oh, fuck i, I would that would have been a hilarious prank it would be yeah. like it perfect for april reels day yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i think for this one i'm gonna say don't drink anything near somebody writing poems to you just like <laughs> they're gonna roofie it just don't and don't drink the kool-aid bye, bye. i'm dr lou <laughs> i'm back from the dead <laughs> i got my doctorate at tokyo university <laughs> tokyo drift university <laughs>